0: P-F-T-O-T, the extra show where we talk about all the things we didn't get to during our two hours of radio and TV. Chris, you, you, get, you get there, you got everything. You I'm, get good. In, I'm good. You are your in? I'm good. You ready to yeah, go? I feel can you good. hear me?
1: I hear can you. Can you see me? I'm good, I can see you. Can you see this? Yep. Uh, what? See what? Show me. Show me. What do you want to show me? I was going to was gonna me? give you the
0: finger. Right. I was going to give you the finger. Like but you I don't want to give you like this? No, uh, no, no. That's fine. It, they, can really. always, they can always blur it out. All right, we have some things that we, for the slow time, There there were plenty of topics we didn't get to today, and I want to start with DK Metcalf, a guy that you had pegged as a first-rounder in the 2019 draft. I had heard not long before the draft he may last until round three, and but for the Seahawks trading up to get him at the bottom of round two, he would have fallen to round three. Russell Wilson has been raving about this guy, and it feels like it's more than just the perfunctory Russell Wilson raves about everyone on his team Uh routine. He's raved about him physically, and now Russell Wilson praising DK Metcalf's brain, how he processes information, how quickly he understands. He's really intelligent. He really understands understands the game, and he takes coaching well. He puts in extra work. He's a legitimate pro receiver. He's everything that we expected him to be, and that is scary if he can deliver—if he can make a—, a I don't I don't want to invoke the names of any receivers who have made a huge impact as a rookie in the past. That's not fair to DK Metcalf. But if he can make a big impact right away, this, the Seahawks will look like geniuses for making the move to get DK Metcalf.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I, I almost, I mean, I feel like this is going to be one of those like, duh, what was the rest of the NFL thinking to pass him by two times? I mean, that's, to me, I mean, oh, the guy that's 230 pounds and was the fastest guy in the draft at, you know, 4'3 speed and was like the most explosive guy at the combine in like every category. What? He's good in football? I mean, you're right. You're hearing more than the normal praise out of Seattle. It's not like, oh, yeah, he's rookie, he's working hard, he's doing good things. No. I've seen a number of articles where it's like, whoa, the guy stands out. It's special. Of course, he does. You know, I think the one thing that concerned teams was, of course, the, the, the injuries, the neck injury. The other thing that concerned teams, you know, to me, was not a DK Metcalf problem. It was an old Miss problem that teams, you know, don't evaluate the player the right way, where they go, oh, his route tree is not as good, or, you know, he didn't get a lot of production. Yeah, well, you know, he didn't have a great offense. The quarterback was a little erratic. Uh, I mean, they're, they're, I I really watched Ole Miss football games sometimes, Mike, and I wrote this in my notes when I was watching him and A.J. Brown, the other receiver out of there, where I went, are they trying to win the game or are they actually trying to lose here? Because it was like they went out of their way not to get their good players to football. So I'm not shocked by these developments.
0: Yeah, and, you know, you talked about teams that passed on D.K. Metcalf. The Giants had three first-round picks. They had a pick at the top of round three. They could have moved up if they wanted to to get D.K. Metcalf. And the New York Giants, a team struggling to replace Odell Beckham Jr., D.K. Metcalf could have come in handy if he he is going to come in and have a huge impact. And I mentioned the Giants and their receivers because Giants receiver Cody Latimer believes that the team can have a dominant collection of wideouts. And dominant may be a bit strong, especially because it implies having a quarterback that can get you the football. But I look at the current Giants receivers, all due respect to Cody Latimer and Golden Tate and Sterling Shepard, but dominant
1: is not the word that comes to mind. No, I, me neither. Uh, you know, I, I'll say this I think they have, th- their skill group has potential. Their wide receiver room has some solid players and has some question marks on next to a few players where we go, ooh, he could be something, but we don't know yet. It's kind of an unproven commodity. Hey, Golden Tate, Sterling Shepard, hey, they're good. We know that. They're solid. Evan Ingram at tight end, he's a special talent. Saquon Barkley, you got him. But... The big question, I think, when you want to talk about dominant, you need somebody else there to go along with that. And, yes, Cody Latimer, is he going to be that guy? Like a real threat in that offense? Corey Coleman, the ex-first rounder out of Baylor that was drafted by the Cleveland Browns and has kind of been all over the place the last few years. You hear good things about him uh, as far as the, the, gi- the Giants and offseason training. So, yeah, I, I don't think I'd go as far as dominant yet, but there's certainly potential there. And I think that the offense does have a little more t- talent than, than maybe we all realize just just because I think we think Odell's gone, that it's not as good. Yeah, it's not as good, but it's still pretty darn good with some of the talent guys they have there. And here's the key.
0: If they rely upon Saquon Barkley the way they should, he will be dominant, which will make it easier for the receivers to do what they need to do. And one of the big question marks, who's going to be the starting quarterback for the New York Giants. Will it be Eli Manning week one? Will it be Daniel Jones? When will it flip to Daniel Jones? Th- those will be big factors in whether or not the receivers play at a high level. But if they commit to running the offense through Saquon Barkley, life gets a lot easier yes. for those receivers no because they- they're going they're going to have open spaces down the field because the safeties are going to be doing everything they can to get up there and clog the lanes where Saquon Barkley will otherwise be gashing opposing defenses. Uh, okay. 100%. Go ahead. You got anything no, else no, on no, that no, one? A, you're right. 100%. One. I know the Giants are your favorite team. I just want to make sure I give you a chance to talk about your, your, your New York football Giants. No,
1: I'm good. They are my favorite team, but I'm good. You hit it all. I just was agreeing with you.
0: All right, the Tennessee Titans have a quarterback that they're not quite sure whether he's going to be the quarterback beyond this season. $20.8 million in the fifth-year option for Marcus Mariota. And John Robinson, the team's GM, recently explained that they are stressing to Mariota the importance of living to see another play, avoiding contact, avoiding injury. And it's a very simple exercise in physics and biology, right? Uh, you get hit a certain number of times, you're going to get hurt. It's it's uh it's it's just basic statistics. And Marcus Mariota, we have seen, get injured at inopportune times. Blaine Gabbert gets thrust into that Week 17 playoff play-in game, and the Titans lose to the Colts, and they don't make it to the postseason. So they are trying to get Mariota to understand that it's important for him to be able to play. And it's amazing how many quarterbacks are always on that list, whether it's new guys, whether it's older guys, whether it's guys like Carson Wentz who are just still fairly early into their career, but they've been around long enough, they should know better. There's always going to be those guys that we talk about that say they don't know how to keep themselves healthy. And you're not going to see those guys playing into the late 30s if they don't know how to keep themselves healthy. And Marcus no. Mariota's chance to be a starting quarterback is going to hinge on his ability to perform this year. And one of the big factors in that, his ability, Chris, to keep himself healthy, which means his ability to make those decisions, to throw the ball away, to take a sack by doing the old Peyton Manning dive to the ground if you need to. Do what you have to do to avoid getting hit because that ensures you'll be able to finish the game yep. and you'll be available the next week, the next week, the next week, and so on.
1: Yep, yeah, you make all the points. I mean, you, you've heard me say he's a, he's a great athlete who plays quarterback instead of a quarterback who's a great athlete, and I think that's always sometimes those kind of guys who have these issues too because, yeah, his athleticism, his strength his speed have always been so great that he never had to worry about these things oh high school I'm just going to run every by everybody and oh it's the middle linebacker I'll stiff arm and keep running you know college football yeah it's a notch up in competition from high school but he was still elite there as far as being able to run away from people and maybe lower his shoulder and you know hit a linebacker in the Pac-10 who's 212 pounds and not as explosive as you know some of the guys he's going to see in the AFC South but you know you Get to the NFL and things change. And he has not been able to, yes, just kind of uh, find that, you know, that break pad to say, okay, I'm going to go down here. It doesn't matter about the three extra yards. Added to that, Mike, like they're saying would live to play another day, not only the unnecessary hits, but how many times he's tried to go a little bit farther and fumbled the football or, you know, made a mistake and being careless with the football because of that too. So he's got to find that fine line of being able to play and show his ability, but not go overboard to where his ability gets him in danger. And that's where, yeah, this is the year. If he doesn't figure it out this year, he's going to be a backup quarterback until he can prove himself again.
0: And and look, we all get evaluated by someone. There is someone out there who is responsible for determining whether or not we're doing what we are supposed to do on the job and when the gm of the team is telling you don't take the hit if you feel the pocket coming down on you and you take off running and the linebacker is coming off of coverage and he's screaming at you throw the ball away it's okay to punt the main thing is i'm stressing to him and these are all comments to Breer of si.com to be the as best as possible like all quarterbacks do to avoid getting hit so if he doesn't avoid getting hit if he doesn't do the things john robinson's telling him to do
1: he won't be the quarterback next year it's that simple no, you're, you're right. He won't be that the quarterback. They're going to be losing games or he's going to prove again that he's not capable of staying healthy or taking care of the football or doing things like that. And that's kind of been the issue with him throughout of his career. We've seen moments where we go, oh gosh, he's got it. Here we go. Marcus Mariota is about to take over and then as soon as we start getting comfortable saying that, he either gets hurt or he puts a few games together where we go, damn, how did he miss all those throws this game or how did he look like that? So just needs to be able to put it together in a bigger body of work than he has in the past and uh, hoping he can do that this year. We've
0: talked from time to time about coaching candidates for the 2020 hiring cycle. It'll be here before we know it. Lincoln Riley, the Oklahoma coach, a guy who has rebuffed NFL interest in the past. It came out over the weekend. And this is all information that becomes available because Oklahoma University is a public institution. The full coaching contract is available if you submit the public records request to the right agency, in this case the Oklahoma University Athletic Department, Produced the contract, and it shows that Lincoln Riley has a buyout after this season of $4.6 million if he goes to another college program or to an NFL team. And, Chris, you know, it sounds like a lot of money, and it is a lot of money, but for an NFL team that really wants Lincoln Riley, cost of doing business, right? They buy out the former coach all the time. You pay a lot of money to get the guy that you want, and considering the fact that NFL head coaches don't make nearly as much as they should. What's an extra $4.6 million to get the guy that you want?
1: No, you're right. It's chump change for an NFL owner and an organization and all that. So it's nothing. I mean, I, I honestly, that's I'm with you, Mike. The first time I read this, I went, ooh, $4.6 million. That's going to be nothing if he ever wants to really make the change and be ha- become a head coach in the NFL. I, You know, hey, last year, if we were talking about this, I'd go, well, who cares? This is crazy. There's no way Lincoln Riley should be going to the NFL as a head coach. He's a college coach, and, you know, I got to see more. But – now, I feel like, of course, with some of the hirings we saw this year, of course, yeah, I do. I think he's going to be a candidate this year. I think a lot of it, though, will be predicated on how Cliff Kingsbury's success goes in Arizona. If he's really successful or shows that that offense is exciting and he can develop Kyler Murray, man, I think that's the demand for Lincoln Riley will go, uh, will be that much, you know, more great. But if it's kind of a, a, a stinker in Arizona, then maybe people get cold feet about the Lincoln Riley, the whole college, you know, Oh, great offensive mind thing again, and who knows where it goes. And that buyout goes down a million dollars a year by early 2022, it's entirely gone. Oh, and here's wow. the okay. area
0: where here's here's what, here's what we have to keep in mind yeah, right? You've got two Lincoln Riley pupils now in the NFL, Kyler Murray in Arizona and Baker Mayfield in Cleveland. Now, I don't know how long Cliff Kingsbury is going to last in Arizona, but Lincoln Riley and Kyler Murray a potential match at some point down the road. Same thing in Cleveland. If Freddie Kitchens can't get it done, and a year ago, I've said this, and I, I hope Freddie Kitchens does well, if I'd have made a list of 100 potential head coaching candidates for the 2019 cycle yeah. last year, I wouldn't have put Freddie Kitchens on the list. So if he can't get it done, and, and we've already heard Baker Mayfield stump for Lincoln Riley to come to the NFL, Lincoln Riley could end up in Cleveland as well. So the, it's it's it just makes sense to keep an eye on it, whether it's 4.6 this year, 3.6 next year, event zero that draw is going to be there and you're right Chris the better these these college quarterbacks who played in the wide open systems do the better those systems translate to the NFL the more attractive Lincoln Riley's going to be and you know maybe like Chip Kelly was just a matter of time before that jump happens
1: yeah right I mean I feel like it's like Baker Mayfield has success. To set up Kyler Murray to be the number one pick, right? I don't think if Baker Mayfield doesn't have a great year last year, I don't think Kyler Murray would have been the number one pick. Baker Mayfield got everybody comfortable with the shorter quarterback officially. Finally, it's all done. I feel like it's going to be kind of the same story. Like, Kingsbury does good. Even Zach Taylor, I'm going to throw them because they're just these first-time offensive guru, young type of QBs, QB, you know, mentor type guys where, yeah, if this this shows that it's successful, then Lincoln Riley uh, is going to be a hot commodity
0: Kyler Murray was the first pick in the 2019 draft second pick was Nick Bosa and we knew this was coming Chris we could sense it for weeks and as it turns out Matt Mayoko of NBC Sports Bay area pointed out over the weekend that the 49ers decided on Nick Bosa at the scouting combine and they told Bosa's camp at the time he was going to be the pick at number two so here's the thing we saw three years ago Joey Bosa hold out deep into training camp, almost through the entire preseason, because they were fighting over a couple of factors that are relevant to the, the top contracts every year, the cash flow of the signing bonus, whether or not the guaranteed money is going to have offset language. They fought about it. He held out. They got it done. Now questions are arising as to whether or not Nick Bosa will have a deal done in time for training camp. Chris, if the 49ers knew in February they wanted this guy – I'd like to think that they've accepted the fact that they're going to have to give him the same kind of structure his brother got
1: at a minimum, or they're going to have to do without him during training camp in the preseason. Yeah, and that's scary for a guy who's, you know, again, not played a lot of football and had injury issues. I certainly would want him there for training camp. And then to me, I have no knowledge of this situation. But you know, okay, with the Joey Bosa situation, it was the Chargers not basically living up to what you're supposed to do for top five picks, right? And just as far as like some of the money you're supposed to get, the guaranteed money in the first it's two the years. It's the cash flow. Here's right, what it is: right. it's how quickly they pay
0: out your signing bonus. The Chargers right. had a way of doing it that allowed the money to stay in their coffers longer than other teams right. did it. And the Charger, the, the, the Chargers came up against an, uh, an agent and a player who said, "No, we want a different structure." And they eventually found a compromise but it's all look when you draft joey bosa you don't necessarily know what you're getting yourself into from that perspective when you draft his kid brother three years later and you know what's happened with joey and he's represented by the same agents you're on notice that these are issues so i you know i'd like to think the 49ers have have budgeted that reality into their assessment of bosa Otherwise, they're going to end up not having him for training camp in the preseason, just like the Chargers didn't have Joey. So they,
1: they we'll, we'll see. Maybe it won't be an issue Is because the injury? 49ers know – is there an injury provision they're trying to put in the contract? Something along those lines because of a guy who's just had hernia surgery and, of course, gets the training or OTAs and gets hurt again. Are they, but there, what can you put in I there? Know, You're not going to do a split contract
0: for the right. second overall I, pick in the draft. I was just he's asking get you. 33 I was just throwing it out million, yeah. there. Right. No, yeah. he, he's going to get $33.5 million fully guaranteed over four years. The only things that really matter, the guaranteed money, if yeah. he gets cut at some point the next four years and he goes somewhere else – Do the 49ers get credit, dollar for dollar, for what he makes elsewhere? That offset language, taking the offset language out, that's one of the things you can negotiate. And from time to time, we see a fight over that. And then it's the cash flow of the signing bonus. When do you get that bonus? Because there's value in having money in your account. You can earn interest off of that money. You can do things with that money. So if the signing bonus is $15 million, you want it all as soon as possible. You don't want five million now, five million six months from now, and five million a year after that. You want fifteen million within thirty days if you can get it. Right. So, so you that's can part start of getting the, the interest is. that
1: the team wants to get. That that that's you know yeah that's that's you're right. That's what they want. Sorry. Yeah, and so here's the, the bottom line: is this the
0: 49ers knew or should have known what they were getting into with Nick Bosa because. There's no reason to think he'll approach this any differently than his brother Joey did. So we'll see how much they factored that into their planning, their preparation. But if there's a holdout, they, they can't act surprised, right? Especially if if the terms of the and that's all it would be it's cash flow on the signing bonus or it's guarantee offsets there isn't much else there isn't anything else that you can fight about with those top picks it's also formulaic at this point you almost don't even need an
1: agent for yeah, it right right no you don't you don't need an agent they kind of write themselves so yeah i mean i'm surprised to hear about this too i didn't really catch wind of this until you know what late last night really when i when when i kind of just was flipping through all kinds of news i didn't realize this was really a ongoing thing so, so uh, I will be surprised or interested to see how it all unfolds. And um, yeah, I mean, I, I just I'm shocked that we're at this point where really with the with the 49ers. Well, there's still plenty closer. of time. Yeah, right.
0: Still plenty of time to get it done before the start of training camp. If they get it done, it won't matter. But there's reason if you're a 49ers fan or just paying attention to what's happening in the NFL to watch that number two spot because so many of the guys are currently signed. These deals are easily done. Kyler Murray's deal's done, right? These deals are easy to do, but, but what happens is you get agents and players who want to dig in on these issues. It's their opportunity to kind of stand up to the machine, and that's what Joey Bosa did, and I think Nick Bosa probably wired the same way. Same agents. It's just something to keep an eye on, and Chris mentioned flipping through the news. I hope he was doing that at profootballtalk.com. We'll Always. i will invite
1: you to do the same thing all day long. When's the next Chris unbutton? Unbuttoned? We, tomorrow. Tomorrow afternoon it'll be out. More on the quarterback countdown coming up. Kurt Warner going to be a guest? Nope, absolutely not. We do you, can find better. You invite her. We can
0: find better. Duh, no, no, we're kidding. We love Kurt. <laughs> Listen, we love Kurt Warner because he interacts with a lot of the things we put he out does. on Twitter during the no show. No doubt about it. Hall of Fame quarterback, one of the great stories of
1: all time. No, uh, I'm and, just going to uh, say to clarify what I just said. I'm just mad that Kurt, Kurt, uh, and I'm not like mad, mad. I'm mad that Kurt tried to imply that I that this was doing for clicks. Okay, I thought that was. He didn't try to imply it. He said it. He said it. So that was a low blow. So I'm allowed to throw a few low blows at him too. Then Uh, just he 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 lowered the belt level, and that's just where it is right now. I'm sorry. Uh, All right. Well, I I uh, I got nothing personal. I'm cool with Kurt. It's all good. I got nothing more to say. All right. Sometimes
0: (laughs) the best thing to say is nothing at all. We'll see everybody back here again on Tuesday. Have a great Monday, Chris. Great work as always. PFT Live tomorrow, PFTOT. PFTPM. We're going to have Amari Cooper on PFTPM later today. We'll get whoa. an update from him on his con. He's going, hey, there you go. You're kind we'll of big what time. He has to, uh, well, not really, but uh, I'm sure I'll ask a bunch of stupid questions, but maybe there'll be at least one in there that gives us some information about his contract status and how he feels about the Cowboys versus playing on the Raiders. That and more. Check us out all day long, all night long at Profootballtalk.com. Have a great day.